0: Well, hello from Los Angeles, and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. My name's Michael Benner. It's 1 o'clock Pacific as we do this webinar live, and 4 o'clock in the East, 20 hours universal time. Nice to be here. This program, of course, is podcast, usually runs 20 to 25 minutes. We will be doing a little meditation and contemplation, or relaxation exercise near the end so stay with us for that and of course we're followed at 130 pacific by the premium training providing you're enrolled and you can do that at any time at the w's.theagelesswisdom.com you can enroll for a single class for a 13 week quarter or for a full year and the thank you page as well as a confirmation email will contain the URL for each week's class or the upcoming class and the password that you need because it is a tuition-based class. The topic is always the same, so we do like an introduction here in the free forum, and then we get into a nice in-depth 90-minute training starting at 1.30, so hope you'll Join us for that as well. About oh a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, remembering vaguely a dream that I'd been having only moments before. You know how that's often the case, and it's right on the tip of your tongue, but or the tip of your mind, so to speak, but you can't really quite get a hold of it. So I took a breath and relaxed even more deeply in an attempt to find a place between awake and asleep, a kind of a meditative place where I'd be better at recalling what it was that I'd been dreaming. And I realized that it was a training. It was a class or a program, and it had five parts to it. And so I asked myself, what's the name of this training that I'm dreaming about or that I was just dreaming about? And Does it have a name? And what immediately came to mind was the five talents. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool, the five talents, what are they? And as they started to form, I realized I better get up and write this down. And, I've just moved here to L.A. (laughs) I've got boxes piled to the ceiling. I couldn't find a pen or a sheet of paper, so I went over to my computer, which earlier in the evening I'd turned off and rebooted the thing and opened a text editing program and started typing. And 10 or 15 minutes later, I had this program called The Five Talents and immediately posted it to Facebook and Twitter and a couple other social nets, including our own Ageless Wisdom social net, and got some real positive feedback to it. So I thought, well, let's do it in the Mystery School and see if people like it. We'll do some excerpts, because I envision doing this in a public seminar kind of a setting. I may do this in a one-day intensive I could do it in a two-day intensive. I might do a five-week program, a different class, like a two-hour class on each of the five talents. But I really like it. As I say, it's been a couple of weeks. As I look back on it, it's all material that I've taught over the years that has formed more, oh, how shall I say, more... More solidly in my own mind as I've taught these five basic concepts. But I was uh, really taken with the way it just sort of congealed or formed in my head during the dream and how I woke up in the middle of the night with this idea, felt a sense of confirmation from that. So I'm excited to begin that program today. We'll do a little mini-series here in the Webinar Mystery School on the five talents, the first of which is accepting life's relativity, going beyond absolutes to what in Eastern philosophy is often known as the third way. And If there's a third way, of course, there's a fourth possibility and a fifth option and a sixth way of looking at things and a seventh alternative. Now you've busted open black and white and you have a whole range of possibilities. Shades of gray, many people would say, a full rainbow, I would say, especially having just returned from Hawaii where they talk about many things in terms of all from the same rainbow. I really I really like that concept. So not only are there many shades of gray between black and white, there's a whole rainbow of possibilities and options. I'll say it this way, variations, permutations, and combinations. And anytime you feel that you are locked because of the limits of the way we've been trained to think, into this or that, right or wrong, good or bad, winners and losers, as if every issue can be resolved by some sort of true or false test, I want you to remember this program, because it's the first of the five talents. And again, we'll touch on it here in the Free forum, so you get a feel for what it's all about. We'll go into it in depth in the premium training that follows in about 25 minutes or so. And then watch the newsletter, especially if you live in Southern California, because I plan to do this whole training. Again, maybe one day, maybe two-day intensive, maybe a five-week program. Still got to reflect on that a little bit. And will there be a book? Yeah, I think I probably will. I really like it. I think it's a nice little package uh, that you can use, a kind of a skill set, five tools that you can always fall back on. Anytime you're confused and don't know what to do, you'll look at these five talents. Because this is the first of the five, I think I'll run through all five briefly, and then we'll focus on the first one for today, and then next week do number two, and so on. The five talents are, number one, today's topic, accepting life's relativity. This is going beyond this black or white, everything or nothing, all differences or opposites, belief that limits the thinking of so many people, and probably all of us in different situations, because as I'll explain today, the more anxious, the more nervous, the more fearful, the more stressed we become, the more likely we are to lose higher brain functions and think in terms of only this or that, everything or nothing. You're either with us or against us, that that kind of a thing. The second talent is conceptual understanding, the big picture or the gestalt. Again, in school, we learn to be logical and analytical. That means deductive to most people most of the time. It's a kind of take apart thinking where we go only from general to specific. If you want to understand the broken watch, well, you take the watch apart and look at all the tiny little pieces or any bit of machinery that's not working for you, maybe your car or your computer. Not too many people are savvy enough to want to jump into a computer anymore, but in the old days when we had big towers, we used to do that and You'd swap out PCI cards and install your own hard drives and that kind of thing. Those days are sort of gone. Just like you used to call the TV repairman to come over in the 60s and 70s, and the guy would kneel behind your TV and swap out tubes and so on. Those days are all gone, too. But deductive, general to specific, take-apart thinking, I mean to deduce is to subtract. This is pretty much all we've got, and this is what we've been taught in school, and this is the way we solve problems. But there is a complementary form of logic called inductive logic that goes from specific to general, and we're not taught this. So this is the second talent. If I have these observed details, specifics or particulars, and I have a sense that something unifies them. Somehow they're all connected. There's some relationship here to these parts, but I'm not sure what it is. How do we creatively induce this overarching principle? How do we think big? And this also includes the importance of asking why. So this is the second talent, conceptual understanding. The third is mindfulness. This is to cherish the present moment. Again, it's a generalization to say this, but generalizations are generally true after all. Most of us spend most of our lives in the past or the future. We're reviewing past regrets and resentments And fears rooted in what we still don't understand about our past, whether it was five minutes ago, five years ago, or in our childhood. And projecting that into the future, fears of, oh my God, what if this happens again? And in living in the past and fearing the future, we miss the only thing that's real, which is this present moment rich, wonderful, meaningful, and we look for meaning. We say, where is the meaning in my life? And we review the past, and we fantasize about the future, but again, we're missing the present moment. The big mistake we make here is thinking of time as a line. The timeline is a popular convention for understanding, and so you have zero, the present moment, as just one little pinpoint on the line, but everything to the left of that exists in your mind on this timeline as the past, and everything to the right of the zero is the future, of course, yet to be, and we're just sitting here, zero, in the present, and this line is moving from right to left, right? As The future becomes the present, becomes the past. But you'll notice clocks, in fact, are round. At least the old analog clocks are round. Um, There are digital clocks now. now. For a while, even speedometers in your car were digital. But we went back to analog speedometers because you actually get more information Not only the readout of your speed, but your rate of acceleration. You get a nice feel from a round speedometer that you never get from an analog speedometer. Those things didn't last very long, did they? People really missed that. And so a lot of people are going back to analog clocks as well. The old big round like you had on the wall at school. Remember all the time you spent staring at that clock? And... As the wise guy says, even a broken clock is right twice a day. But the point is it goes around and around, you see. Time is a rhythm. It's an illusion in terms of the past and the present having any reality or existence. I'm sorry, the past and the future. The present, obviously, and this is my point, the present is the only thing that's real. Uh, It's the the past and the future that is the illusion. And uh, so when you look at a clock going around and around, you see, well, it does have a rhythm. It's got um, a 24-hour day. So every day, the hour hand goes around this circle twice. There are 24-hour clocks. Some people use those, but... You know, most of what we think of as a clock is 12 hours or half a day, and the rhythm is two cycles of that clock is a full day. One cycle of that clock is 12 hours, a half a day. And so if you hear a philosopher or somebody who's been trained in Eastern spirituality saying, well, time is an illusion, they may not tell you rhythm is real, but it's true. And so the complete statement is time may be an illusion, but rhythm is real. What this means is, in terms of our practical application and the third talent, is focus in the moment. Pay attention. It's an odd phrase, I know. Pay attention. But concentrate gently effortlessly. Concentration is, after all, a relaxation skill. So the harder you try to concentrate, the worse you're going to do. You have to uh, breathe and relax, let go of effort to allow yourself to fix your attention gently in the present moment, what's happening right now. This is the reality in accepting this moment. This too is an alien concept we'll talk about a little more today as we discuss the first talent, accepting life's relativity. We don't like to accept anything. We want to be able to change everything. But mindfulness, ah, that's accepting the reality of the present moment. Cherish the moment. For all things are impermanent, nothing lasts. Everything is in change, in flux, in this material world. The fourth talent is own your feelings. You've heard us talk about this in the past. It's a very important concept in personal and spiritual development. To own your feelings is to recognize that your emotional feelings are not done to you by other people. You are not a victim of events and circumstances. Your emotional feelings are responses to what's happening to you, and they're very intimate and very personal. And it's not about shifting blame from other people made me feel this way to, oh, I guess it's all my fault. It's about abandoning the concept of blame altogether and Choosing how you perceive and how you respond to that particular situation, to the way you feel and the way you think, for that matter, in this particular situation. So the ability to choose a response is a pretty good definition of response ability, you see, ownership of your feelings. This means your heartache is yours. And so the fourth talent is really follow your heartache and use your feelings to understand you, not the person or the event or circumstance that may have stimulated it or brought it up. And the fifth talent is follow your heart. Now that you've followed your heartache and healed your heart, taken ownership of your feelings now you can find the love and in order to find your soul your identity to bring meaning and purpose into your life you've got to follow your heart follow your heart to find your soul this is the fifth talent and number four obviously has to precede it you got to heal the broken heart take some ownership for all of that hurt and that anxiety that angst and fear and worry and doubt and nervousness so as to understand it because awareness or understanding is the antidote to the broken heart that solves your problems and it heals your heart so that you can step up to the fifth talent develop your intuition and follow your heart trust your feelings trust those positive goals and dreams and pursue them with passion uh, take the risk and uh, I don't want to say live dangerously, but it it does feel risky sometimes to pursue your your bliss, as Joseph Campbell says. Why not? It's your life. It may be the only one you have. I don't know. Maybe, but but <laughs> even if there is reincarnation, you're going to be a very different person in a very different situation, so... Don't waste this lifetime, it is precious, right? And those are the five talents, and maybe already you can see how they sort of touch each other and blend together. So today, we feature the first of the five, which is accepting life's relativity. Everything is a matter of degree. And here we go to, as we did a few weeks ago in a class, the metaphor of the pendulum, where the top of the pendulum is a fixed, unmoving point, represents the absolute. This is the domain of spirituality, of that which is unseen, unknown, and unknowable. The absolute is a word philosophers often use in lieu of or in place of God. For in the minds of most people, God is a reference to a separated being, living remote and apart from its creation. Not within creation. Most religions, especially the monotheistic religions in the West, Christianity, uh, Christianity, uh, Judaism, and Islam, envision God as a separated being living very far away. And... uh, to think of God as being in all things is often described as pantheism, or paganism, and seen as derogatory, because now God is the mountain lion, the snake, the cat, the dog, the willow tree, the uh, the sky, the rocks, the uh, the 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 wind, the flowers, and. Uh, Western civilization wants a very regal, transcendent God. Interestingly, mysticism, which is found standing above all religions, sees divinity in both ways as transcendent and immanent, as a kind of container that all things are in the one life, or God, and immanent god is in all things so everything is in the one and the one is in every thing the latter by itself would be pantheism both things would be panentheism and this is a synonym for the mysticism of Rosicrucianism and the various mystery traditions in Christianity of uh, Kabbalah and Zohar and Judaism, the Sufi tradition in Islam, uh, and of course most of the Eastern religions are by their very nature more mystical tradition than religion anyway, whether it's Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, Taoism, Confucianism, or or whatever those they they've all been blended to a large degree there are many many temples throughout asia where you'll see a mixture of gods from animism to buddhism to hinduism and jainism and sikhism and it's all sort of overlapping and at first a bit confusing to the westerner trying to sort it out but really not that much different from the way in which Islam sees itself as coming out of Christianity, which came out of Judaism, and see Moses and Jesus and Muhammad all as prophets. And in Islam, Muhammad was the last great prophet. Okay, so the idea of life being relative in this pendulum metaphor is we have the absolute at the upper end of the pendulum. It's the weighted bottom end of the pendulum that swings back and forth or in three dimensions around and around that corresponds to the relative nature of reality and form. And that's the concept we're going to talk about in depth in the premium training. So, why don't you close your eyes, take a breath, relax, and just think about the pendulum as a metaphor, how the the top end, things absolute, fixed, things clearly right or wrong, good or bad, that's the top of the pendulum. And that stands above and free of form. It's a spiritual concept. A religious or spiritual person would say God's domain is the absolute. But here in the material world, like the bottom end of the pendulum, truth is a matter of degree. Until you know at what point big becomes small or slow becomes fast, you cannot know at what point in every situation Right becomes wrong, or good becomes bad. Sometimes it's very clear. Often it's a matter of degree. And to accept this reality, the relativity of reality in form, and to grant that if there are absolutes, okay, fine, but that would be beyond my understanding. And you have to consider that all truth, as Confucius said, is found in paradox, that everything, to some extent, is true in some situations. It might be 99% false and rarely ever true, or vice versa, 60-40, 30-70, 51-49, but it's the swing of the pendulum. It's a matter of degree. And this is the first talent accepting life's relativity. Take a nice, slow, deep breath, and as you exhale, open your eyes, wide awake, back in the room, feeling fine. And join us, if you can, for the premium training. Even if you're not able to listen live, you can use the URL after class insurance to listen to the replay on demand. Even download it to your computer and put it on your smartphone, iPad, or iPod. Go to theagelesswisdom.com, the W's dot com. Click on webinars and premium training and enroll with your bank card in 60 seconds. Thanks very much for being with us. We'll talk to you next week as we do the second talent. Have a wonderful day. Be gentle, love life, take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.